Good morning. My name is Kathleen Herr, and my Dharma name is Wan Haju. Every year, towards the end of April, there is a happy anticipation in the air for one Buddhists as we approach Great Enlightenment Day, the anniversary of when our founding teacher, Master Sote San, was enlightened, and the day our tradition was born. Some of us have been reflecting on the hardships Sote San undertook as he searched for a teacher and enlightenment. Some are reflecting on what happened once he released the burden of searching. Others consider the seed of one Buddhism that sprouted because of Sote San's enlightenment. Many of us pause and reflect on our own spiritual path. Wherever the currents of our contemplations lead, April 28th, Great Enlightenment Day, acts like a catalyst. It sparks us to be grateful for the past, evaluate the present, and imagine a future. But this year, as I anticipated the approach of Great Enlightenment Day, my thoughts went in a different direction. I started to consider how, in some ways, this special day had become a bit of a barrier for me. It's not that I have stopped appreciating one Buddhism or Sotesan's immense effort and impact, but this year I began to realize that when I think about Master Sotesan's great enlightenment, I am also reminded of the lack of my own. And I wonder if enlightenment will ever be possible. I have been told that such doubts are not unusual. In fact, they are so common they have a name. They are part of a condition called middle spiritual capacity, in which a little knowledge rears back on itself and creates doubts about oneself and suspicions of others. Many practitioners walk back and forth through middle spiritual capacity before they become enlightened. Middle spiritual capacity is certainly familiar to me. And even though on my better days I realize that we are each spiritually developing at our own pace, sometimes Great enlightenment just seems so far away and so unattainable. It gives me pause. And pausing was just what I was doing several weeks ago when I was thinking about Sotesan's great enlightenment and the lack of my own. As I was reminding myself that internal pep talks and cognitive workarounds were not going to be effective solutions to my enlightenment issues, I happened to glance out the window and saw a tiny speck of bright yellow. When I went outside to investigate, I discovered that the yellow was an early daffodil just beginning to bloom. Its bright, cheerful petals were in colorful contrast 
to the winter grays and browns of the garden, and its intensity of color shifted my attention and thoughts. I remembered planting the pale brown daffodil bulb in the fall, and I thought about how the potential of the blossom I was looking at had been an intrinsic part of that bulb, even though there was no visual hint of a future flower when I planted it. In our scriptures, Master Sotesan and Master Chungsan talk about many things they observe in nature, but I have never come across anything about daffodils, or even much about flowers for that matter. But there is one small verse that directly applies. A huadu from the chapter on cases for questioning that speaks to daffodils, bulbs, and to all of marvelous existence. Here it is. I have a volume of scripture that is written without paper or ink. It does not contain a single word, yet always radiates light. I am grateful for this huadu because it reminds me that the truth of Dharma does not just show up here and there. It is the foundation of our universe. It permeates all existence. It is all existence. So, if something is true, capital T true, I should be able to find it anywhere. Here is the Dharma I learned from the daffodil. When I planted the simple brown bulb in the fall, I did not look at the bulb and say to myself, well, that's not really a daffodil, it's only a bulb. The bulb was not somehow less of a daffodil while it was growing roots during the winter, nor did it become more of a daffodil when it sent up its leaves and stem in early spring. It did not finally become an actual daffodil because it bloomed. Throughout its existence, it had been a daffodil in the process of being a daffodil. No duality, no before, no after, no being a daffodil at one moment and not being a daffodil at the another. What is true for a daffodil is also true for enlightenment. If we consider Master Sotesan's life, we can imagine his childhood questioning as his stage of being a bulb, his prayers and ascetic practices like growing roots, his deep meditation like leaves pushing through the soil, his steadfastness like a sturdy stem, and his final searching question, what shall I do as the bud? And just as a flower bud must release itself to open into a flower, Sotesan's spiritual release bloomed into enlightenment. We could say that for the first 26 years of Sotesan's life, he was a fully enlightened Buddha in the process of becoming a fully enlightened Buddha. 
In the same way, a daffodil is fully a daffodil, whether it is a bulb or a flowering plant. Since daffodils are an expression of dharma, they can teach us in a variety of ways. In addition to non-duality, daffodils can teach us about resilience because they are amazingly resilient. They withstand drought, mud, freezing temperatures, and repel many bugs, insects, and animals. They will even bloom if you plant them upside down. Such resilience gives me hope. Perhaps you too. Sotisan certainly relied on resilience as he endured all kinds of hardships during his journey toward enlightenment. Consider this description. There was not an act of asceticism and hardship that I did not perform. Sometimes I would go into the mountains and spend the night. Sometimes I would spend the whole day sitting on a road. Sometimes I would stay up all night with my eyes open. Sometimes I would bathe in icy water. Sometimes I would fast. Sometimes I would stay in a cold room. I finally entered a condition in which I lost all consciousness. Master Sotesan described his experiences not to encourage us to follow them, but to share his own challenges that arose from not having a teacher and how he persevered nonetheless. Although none of us is in Sotesan's situation, each of us has our own challenges in life and in practice. Like Sotesan and like daffodils, we need to grow roots, push our leaves and stems through hard dirt, and withstand erratic weather conditions. The qualities this requires, strength, steadfastness, gentleness, and flexibility, are the same qualities we need in our practice. Master Chungsan, Wan Buddhism's second head Dharma master, understood how important these qualities are for practitioners. He said, It is difficult to endure hardship, but if you endure it again and again, your numinous elixir will be strengthened. It is difficult to be steadfast, but if you keep at it, your mental powers will accumulate and you will attain freedom in all things. Not compromising one's righteous intent, but steadfastly progressing through outward gentleness and inward firmness is the courage of the way. When I think about Master Sondansan's enlightenment and our enlightenment from the perspective of a daffodil, Buddhahood doesn't seem so mysterious and distant anymore. After all, daffodils are familiar. They grow and bloom all around us. 
And from that same perspective, Buddhas, ourselves included, are familiar too. Everyone we see is a Buddha in the process of being a Buddha. We are all growing and developing even when conditions are harsh. With resilience and strength, we send our roots into the ground and our leaves and stems upward to the sunlight. We focus with keen attention and then we release and bloom. So, as we celebrate Master Sote-san's great enlightenment and our spiritual birth, my gift to you is an invitation. Later today, walk outside and pause. Look around at all the flowers and consider the truth of how flowers bloom and how enlightenment blooms. Think about how both are near at hand. In the process, you may experience a closer kinship with Master Sote-san and his spiritual journey, and a closer kinship with your own as well. Thank you. Kamsamnida.